Well, good evening, and thank you for joining us at our midweek Bible study. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 6. This is the last uh, message uh, in the Lord's Prayer. And again, re- remind you while we're on this journey, uh, one of the things for me personally is uh, I, God has just convicted me and convinced me that I must be more um, intentional in my prayer life. I prayed every day, as many of you and, and as we all do, probably, as uh, we pray every day, but, but there was something lacking in my prayer journey, uh, whether it was purpose or uh, perseverance or passion. I, I, it could be all of those things at different days, but God has led me on a journey where I must be, uh, where, where I wanted to sink my soul deeper into the soil of prayer. And so I began that journey, and this is one aspect of that journey. Just wanted to share uh, through uh, Wednesday nights, through our midweek study, just uh, the Lord's Prayer. And so we began in uh, Matthew chapter 6, and we looked at the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then today, verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the power and the kingdom and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Uh, Last week, I began with a quote from John Stott. Um, There's a little book that he wrote uh, on uh, uh, the message, uh, the message of the Sermon on the Mount. And it's a great, great study book uh, that helped me uh, journey through the Lord's Prayer and through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7. Uh, Today, I want to begin with another quote from John Stott. Stott said, the sinner uh, whose evil in the past has been forgiven longs to be delivered from its tyranny in the future. Now, what is he saying there? He's saying, I've been forgiven, and I know what it's like uh, to walk around as a follower of Jesus with the uh, debt of sin clinging to my soul. I know what that's like. I know what sin does in me, and I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back to sin's embrace. I I don't want to, uh, uh, as David put it in Psalm 32, Verse 3 and 4, I don't want the vitality of my life to drain away like uh, uh, the, the drought of summer. I, I, I don't want to be sapped of spiritual life and, and strength and hope. I, I don't want to walk in despair. I want to experience the full measure of joy and peace and hope every day. I want to deepen my devotion to God. And because I know what sin does in my life, the debt of sin drains uh, all of the things that I really need and want in my everyday life to bring glory to God and to walk in intimacy with Him. I know that sin, unconfessed, uh, draws that away. So I don't even want to go back uh, to that place where I commit sin. So what do I do? I, I, I want to do everything I can to face the test of temptation and pass, be faithful to God. And that's what Matthew 6, 13, the very last section, uh, segment uh, of this uh, Lord's Prayer speaks to us about. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. All of us are going to face today and tomorrow and the next day. As followers of Christ, we're going to face the test of temptation. Uh, Martin Luther suggested that prayer, meditation, and temptation are um, really the school uh, by which we grow as followers of Christ. Prayer, meditation on God's word, and the testing of our faith. Uh, The testing of our faith, which can come through suffering or sorrow or circumstance, the testing of our faith, which can come through temptation to sin. In the context of Matthew 6, I believe it's talking more specifically about the temptation to sin flowing along the heels of uh, the asking God for forgiveness of sin. I think the temptation here, it could just mean a test, but I think it means specifically temptation to sin. So we can't consider it a strange thing when we encounter various temptations or testings of our faith. We know that temptation is something that is natural, uh, common for us to face. So, So here's the thing that I think this prayer does. This prayer opens our eyes, our spiritual eyes, and our physical eyes to see that we can have victory in every spiritual battle that we face when we open our day and continue throughout our day in prayer with our eyes wide open to the testing, the temptation to sin that we may face. Uh, We deepen our devotion to God when we talk to God about the temptations to sin that we're going to face. Now, I don't know if you do this, but I would encourage you to be very clear, journal the temptations to sin that are common to you. Um, uh, And every temptation is a test that we either pass or fail. Do you realize that every temptation to sin uh, that we face is a pass or a fail in our faithfulness to God. Now, if we fail the test, then we have to go back to verse 12 and uh, confess the debt of sin that we owe and rely upon God's loving forgiveness brought to us through, the, through His grace in the sacrifice of Christ. Uh, we, we need to return to that confession and cleansing that God opens to us because Jesus is our advocate right now. Uh, That's what happens if we fail the test. But if we pass the test, what happens? Our faith is strengthened. Our spiritual muscles are strengthened. Our our, our journey today is um, uh, preparing for the test that we're going to face. And that's what prayer does. Prayer helps us prepare for the tests that will come our way. And Jesus wasn't talking in the abstract. When he was praying, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, he, he wasn't praying out of, uh, out of a lack of experience, but rather a personal experience that wasn't far removed from teaching the disciples to pray in this way. In Matthew chapter 4, uh, Jesus 
uh, descends from the Judean hillside. John the Baptist sees him. Jesus enters the Jordan River and says, John, you need to baptize me. G- John the Baptist says, I don't need to baptize you. You need to baptize me. But Jesus said, no, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting to fulfill all righteousness. So John the Baptist baptized Jesus. Jesus was being obedient to God uh, to, uh, uh, to model the way for us as followers of Christ to declare our allegiance to God through, uh, through baptism. Jesus was being obedient in his baptism. Immediately the sky opens, Matthew's gospel reports, the sky opens and, and the Spirit of God descended upon Jesus like a dove and a voice from heaven declared, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And immediately, uthus, immediately uh, the Spirit of God cast uh, Jesus into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. And... and uh, uh, Matthew 4, 1 and 2, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, again, remember, this is um, Jesus, fully God, yet fully man. And as fully human, Jesus faced the testing of temptation. For 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was fasting in the wilderness, and uh, as Matthew reports, uh, in that time frame, the devil came and presented three specific tests that we know of that are recorded. Those three specific tests that are recorded uh, are temptings of Jesus to turn away from the will of God and toward some illegitimate pursuit. And with each temptation, Jesus garnered the voice of Scripture itself and empowered by the Spirit of God who led him to be, uh, who cast him out into the wilderness to be tested. And Jesus endured and passed the test. So when Jesus prays, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, he's praying from experience that there is a testing that is on its way. There is a testing. Lead us not in temptation doesn't mean that God is, is leading us to be tempted by sin, but it, 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 because God cannot be tempted by sin, nor does he indeed tempt anyone. What it does mean is, God, as I'm walking and as I face the test, will you deliver me? Will you protect me? Will you help me face the test and be faithful? The test is coming. The test is coming for you and me, even as we finish uh, studying God's Word this evening and lay our heads on our pillows at night, wake up tomorrow morning. In that moment, we know that the test is coming. Are you ready for the test? Are you ready to face the test as Jesus was ready to face the test? Are you ready to face the test and pass it in faithfulness? And we deepen our devotion to God when we talk to God about these tests that we know we're going to face. Now, there are some tests that we face that are uh, unusual. They're surprise tests for us. And we need to be spiritually ready for those tests. But there are also tests that we face that uh, are, are natural for us. Um, there are desires in our heart, desires in our, in, in, in our soul that... Uh, long to be fulfilled, and often we desire to fulfill those desires in a way that's dishonoring to God. 
in a way that he has not planned. Can I just give a brief example? Uh, if you're a single uh, unmarried man or woman and, and you have a desire for physical intimacy with the opposite sex, I understand that. Uh, but can I tell you that it is a sin to uh, chase after that physical intimacy uh, outside of marriage? I, that shouldn't be news to you. That's throughout Scripture. But it's something that we need to be reminded of. And so when we're looking at that desire, I, 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 I'm longing for physical intimacy with a person of the opposite sex, then that, that's the desire. How do we satisfy that desire? Well, there's only one way to satisfy that desire that's pleasing to God, and that is marriage between a man and a woman. And that marriage in the confines of that covenant relationship, then physical intimacy becomes joyful and blissful and marvelous and spectacular. But outside the realm of that covenant marriage relationship, outside of that relationship between a man and a woman, if, if that physical intimacy desire is satisfied, then we have chased after something that will be devastating us. It'd be like a burden of death that we owe. We fail the test. So if you have that desire and you, you, you recognize that, then today and every day you need to Prepare for the test. There will be a test that's coming, a test of your faithfulness to God or to yourself. And you want to pass that test in faithfulness to God. So you talk to God. God, this is my desire. This is my longing. This is what I'm crying out for on the inside of me. So God, will you help me prepare for that test so that I pass it in faithfulness to you so that I don't pervert that which you have uh, created as beautiful and pleasing and joyful uh, physical intimacy between a man and a woman inside marriage. Uh, help for me not to pervert that by chasing after an illegitimate uh, fulfillment of a godly desire. So here we go. We, we, we see the test. Well, let's talk to God about that test. God, will you give me scripture that helps me for that test? We need to prepare for the test so that we can pass it when we face it. Are you talking to God about the test that you face? Uh, maybe uh, you've had a long day. Mondays are hard for me, and, and Mondays are hard for a lot of people. Mondays are especially hard for me. And one of the things that I know is on a Monday, I don't need to talk to a lot of people because in those conversations, I can become um, uh, un, uh, ungodly in my conversation. Well, what I mean by that, I can be uh, 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 hateful and mean and defensive, and uh, my words can become like piercings of the sword. And so it's important on Sunday and, and for me to pray and prepare for the test of Monday so that I don't sin against God with my mind or my mouth, so that I don't sin against God. I want to talk to God about that test. Are you talking to God about the tests that you know you're going to face? Uh, that, that's part of this prayer. Oh, God, lead us not in temptation. When we face the test, God, help for me to find that pathway that you've made available for me to escape that test, to, to win, to pass. So today we experience... Uh, the testing, and it's going to come. The devil is creative, uh, isn't creative, but he is effective. He, he, he hasn't found a million new ways to test us. 
but he is effective. He knows which one test that he's already tried a thousand times will uh, bring us to the brink of failure and falling. And so we need to be ready. We need to be diligent in talking to God about the tests that we face. And there are tests that we don't know that we're going to face, and we need to talk to God about those as well. God, I don't know how I'm going to be tested tomorrow to sin against you, but will you prepare me? Will you help me? By, uh, through your word, we're going to look at this in a second. Will you prepare me and help me prepare for the test that I don't even know is coming? There are certain things that I know are there, and then there are some things that I don't know are there. Will you help me? Prepare. We need to talk to God about the test. And then secondly, we deepen our devotion to God when we talk to God about the test, and then when we ask God to protect and deliver us. God, will you protect me um, in the test so that I might be faithful to you? Will you deliver me from the onslaught of the devil's temptations to draw me away, to entice me away to to sin. God, will you protect and deliver me? The test will come and we need to be ready, so we ask God to protect us so that we will be faithful to him to deliver us from uh, any measure of unfaithfulness. And God in his goodness provides the leadership, the, the, the protection and the deliverance that we need. He, he provides it. Look, God is not setting us up for failure. God wants to set us up for victory so that we walk in alignment with his will so that we are healthy. And, and by the way, let me remind you that today, if you fall prey to the test and you fail in your faithfulness, there's still this wondrous journey of confession and repentance that leads us back and restarts us in intimacy with God. But let's not go that way if we can keep from failing the test. So how do we face it? What is the protection and and the deliverance that God makes available to us? Well, one tool that God put in my hand uh, that uh, through the preaching of another pastor uh, when I was 19 and 20 years old, there was a a message that I heard and then subsequently read the the message in a book that this pastor wrote, and it dealt with putting on the armor of God. And we do that through prayer. Prayer. See, i got to tell you, there is a great, powerful resource that God has already made available to us every single day if we will wake up in the morning and, through prayer, put on God's armor. You might say, where is this God's armor kind of thing? Well, turn in your copy of Scripture uh, to Ephesians chapter 6. In Ephesians chapter 6, we hear the good news of this wondrous armor that God makes available to us. Beginning in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Do you hear it? What, what, what a great, great promise for us when we pray uh, 
uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We're, we're, we see in Ephesians 6, 10, 11, how that this is the answer to our prayer. Said, so, uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand uh, in the evil day. And having done all, stand. All right, again, verse, uh, verse 13 tells us if we put on the whole armor of God, we'll withstand the, the evil one and we will be able to stand in that day. Verse 14, stand therefore. Do you get it? Stand, be faithful. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, what, what, is, what is it that, that we pray? We're asking God, lead us not in temptation, deliver us from the evil. God says, okay, I'm going to give you spiritual armor and Every morning that you wake up, uh, there are tests that are coming, these tests to, of your faithfulness to God. There are tests that are coming. How can we withstand uh, the tests that we're going to face, those that we are familiar with and those that are surprised us? How can we withstand? You wake up in the morning and you put on the belt of truth. The belt of truth is that, the armor, that piece of the armor of God that gives us a true north so that we don't get sidetracked or tricked or trapped by the cunning deceit of the devil the belt of truth oh god will you gird up my life so that with your truth and your truth is found in your word god will you help me live and breathe by this true north of your word to see who i am in your sight that i'm fully acceptable uh, to you accepted by you through Jesus Christ, that I am empowered by your spirit to live each day, will you put on this truth, the truth of who I am and the truth of who you are? Uh, gird my uh, waist with the belt of truth. Second, we put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness is that piece of the armor of God that protects our heart from the emotions that the enemy would use to destroy us. There are uh, emotions that we feel, toxic emotions, unhealthy emotions, emotions that, that, that would draw us away to appetites that are uh, 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 unfaithful to God's holiness. And, and so we need the breastplate of righteousness. God, will you protect my heart? Protect my heart from those emotions that would draw me away from you. God, would you protect my heart away from those, uh, uh, those emotions that, that would lead me away from the truth that you call me to live by. Um, God, will you protect my heart? Then we put on the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. Then we put on the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. The, the good news of God that gives us peace in this life. The, the shoes were the foundation of the centurion. They, they, they gave the, the centurion traction in battle. 
What is it that gives us traction in everyday life? It is the good news that God has loved us supremely. To send Jesus to die for our sin upon a cross. And to be raised from the dead so that we might have life. And when I repent my sin and put my trust in Jesus, the good news is that I am forgiven forever for my sin and brought into God's family and I am fully satisfied by Him. And this great good news that I don't have to earn God's favor, nor do I have to earn my salvation, today I am fully accepted by God because of my faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus has made me accepted in the family of God. And that is the foundation upon which I stand. Oh God, I put on my belt of truth to show me who I am and who you are and live accordingly in alignment with that. God, I pray that you would uh, give me the right Uh, the righteousness of your will that would guard the emotions that might be out of sync with your will. God, I put on these shoes of the good news that gives me peace with you and peace with others that I am fully accepted by you through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross for my sin. Then I take up the shield of faith. The devil will fire his flaming darts toward us. And God gives us the shield of faith to protect us. This shield is what guards us from the onslaught of every uh, temptation to, to move away from the will of God. It is the shield of faith. God, I trust you more than I trust myself. I trust you more than I trust my emotions. God, I trust you and your promises. God, I today stand firm in the faith that I have in you. And God, I take up the shield of faith. And that shield means that I'm clinging to the promises that you have made to me. We take up the shield of faith and, the helmet, uh, and then we take up the helmet of salvation. The battle for our future begins in the mind. In fact, if I would contend that uh, every test towards sin begins in the thought. At least it does for me. The helmet protects my mind from the seed of a thought life that leads me to fail in the test. God, I pray that you would put on this helmet of salvation. I am saved by grace through faith. And that means that I am part of your family. And as a member of your family, I'm empowered by your spirit to stand firm and strong today. And I can cast off every thought that is inconsistent with that family's values. I can cast off every thought, and I pray that you would protect me from thinking those thoughts that would lead me uh, to a contrary way of life and a way of thinking and a way of living. Based upon the salvation that I've received, that, that I am victorious through Christ who strengthens me to live faithfully for you. I put on the helmet of salvation, and then I take up the sword. Of the Spirit. God's Word is the only weapon in the armor that God gives us. It is this weapon that we use to hold our ground and to even to send the enemy running. Even as Jesus quoted Scripture to the devil in the 40 days of wilderness, so we need God's Word to, uh, uh, to speak against the temptation and the test of sin. That's why memorizing Scripture is so important for us. It it is the weapon of our warfare against the onslaught of the evil one. Uh, We need God's Word. Again, when I was uh, a teenager and and, uh, in 
college and even as a young adult, one of the things that I would do is I would memorize as much scripture as possible because, man, I was, I was under attack. And, and I'm under attack today as well as you are. Uh, but it, then uh, my, the way I would memorize scripture is I would write down those little post-it notes and I'd write the scripture and I'd put it on the visor of my car and I'd put it on the dashboard and I'd put it on the mirror uh, of my bathroom. Wherever I was going to be, I wanted that scripture to look me square in the face so that when testing would come, I would have God's word to speak to that testing. I would have God's word to help me in those moments. I would be able to say that, that, I'm, I, 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 that, that salvation is nearer now than when I first believed. So I want to walk as a, uh, in the armor of God's light. I, 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 I want to reckon myself dead indeed, indeed to sin, but alive to God through Christ Jesus my Lord. I, 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 want to, I, I want to speak God's word to the testing so that I am empowered by the Spirit through His word. This is the weapon of our warfare, and the devil will go running when the word of God is used in that testing. Today, I want to encourage you uh, to pray the armor of God every day. God, uh, I pray that you would help me put on the belt of truth that I might see myself and you clearly. I pray that you would help me to uh, have the breastplate of righteousness. I put that on right now. And, and your righteousness will guard my emotions. What you say is right and true, that's what I cling to. And God, I put on my feet the gospel that gives me peace, the good news that I am uh, brought into the family of faith through faith, in Jesus, through faith in Jesus Christ. And today I stand firm upon that promise of your rescuing love. I, I, by, by faith right now, I take up the shield that you have given me, the shield of your promises, and I, I cling to the shield of faith. And, and, and I, I pray that you would remind me of your promises so that I might stand firm. I, I take the helmet of salvation, and, and I pray that uh, in the battle for my mind that, that your, the truth of your saving love would remind me uh, of the victory that I have in Christ and and, and how I'm accepted by you, but also remind me that I need to take up the, 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 the sword of the Spirit so that I might uh, speak truth, your absolute truth, to every testing that I face. Uh, when we put on the armor of God, God gives us the, the protection and the deliverance that we need whenever we face temptation. The test is going to come. It comes for you, it comes for me, it comes every single day that I live. And I want to pass the test, don't you? So let's pray. As Paul wrote in, at, at the end of Ephesians 6, he said, praying always, verse 18, I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray some more. I know this battle is against, isn't against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers. It's against the wickedness of the dark, uh, dark uh, uh, darkness and, 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 uh, and the dark powers in heavenly places. I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray so that I might be ready, so I might pass the test of temptation. And it's all said and done. I, I want to bring God glory, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. I want to bring God glory with, our life, with my life. And so I'm going to pray this prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
Amen. God bless you. Good night.